And there came a day, a day unlike... Wait, no, that's been done. Hmm. Who knows what evil lurks and... No, that is that other thing. What has yellow skin and rights? Ah, forget it. You're listening to Panelology. Excelsi, oh, damn it. Welcome to episode 106 of Panelology. I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. And I'm Megan. We didn't rehearse that beforehand or talk about order. I'm glad that worked. Oops. <laughs> I've been practicing all day. Don't worry. Nice. Good. Welcome back. Thank you. Glad to be back. Everybody have a good week this week? Uh-huh. <laughs> One week I'm going to say yes and mean it, and you're just going to be like, implosion. I mean, I realize that I probably should just give up on this question. <laughs> Everyone had a week, though. Nobody yes. fell through time. No one was temporarily displaced. Well, I stepped outside and everything's green, so I kind of wondered for a minute. But no, I think I think it is still present day. Okay. <laughs> yeah, wait, isn't it like still really fucking cold up there? No. So Monday, it was a wonderful 45 Mm-hmm. And yesterday it was ninety one. Uh, what so. double? Yes, I actually had to turn on my air conditioner. <laughs> oh damn! And there's a wonderful video of my dog just melting on the couch. So. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, it's back to sixty today. We're good. Cool. It's also Free Comic Book Day, which we failed to mention last week because yeah. I have a tenuous relationship with time as it is right now. I see how it is. I'm out for a week, <laughs> and things just go to shit. <laughs> Always. Always, actually. Yes. Thank you for noticing. Sorry. <laughs> you are the glue. Aww. Ew, I don't want to be glue. That's sticky. You're the glue. I don't think cream in the Oreo is going to sound any better to no, you. No, that's sticky, too. I don't want to be sticky. It's hard to find adhesive substances that are not sticky. You are... You are the magnetic force that holds the conductive metals of the rest of us together? Sure. Okay. We're just going to go with that one, because it's not sticky. You are so something like gravity? Protons? Gravity. You are the gravity of the group. Cool. <laughs> I think. I don't know. Uh, metaphors, huh? Woo. Okay, do we want to talk about comics? We're marginally better at that. I kind of do. <laughs> okay. Uh, how about Los Vengadores? The yeah. Avengers, number one. Yeah, this was really, really good. I like anything that starts out with million years ago Avengers. Yes. Anything yes. like that. It's so much fun. Well, good news, because he's going to be using them a lot. Good. <laughs> Now, I, I haven't actually read Avengers before this issue. Have they shown up before, or was this a uh, shock? There was a one-shot called Marvel Legacy Number 1 a few months okay. ago, in which they were first introduced, and that's the only time they've shown up. Okay, I need to find that then, because yeah. I loved them. They were great. Yeah. Um, that's one of the, like, Marvel, every, every time it does sort of a new round of writers taking over books and all of that, a new season or whatever, releases some kind of one-shot to introduce different arcs. 
Uh, and the main arc of that was Jason Aaron introducing the Avengers of 1 million BC and then setting up some of the Infinity Countdown stuff and the Hunt for Wolverine stuff. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I hope they're sprinkled in more then. I hope so too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they've all. He's also said Aaron has that Loki will be showing up between this and his Thor run that he's kind of entering a new phase of soon. Yeah, in the so, next issue text. Yeah, of this Loki. one it was like, what would it be without Loki? Come on. And they even acknowledge that in the issue, right? It's like, uh, was it Tony who says, "Well, it's not us coming together; it's <laughs> right. Loki bringing Loki, us Loki together." Loki kind of did that thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I'm 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 down with. I need Loki to to stay on this ambiguous but heroic bit that he's on. Yes. Uh, we he all... ambestus Loki. Huh? I said he ambestus Loki. Oh, I heard asbestos Loki. I'm like, well, <laughs> that would make it easier to run around in hell. Huh? Or still very deadly. Which one's the fire? Niflheim. Or is that? I don't remember. Jotunheim's ice. Quick, let's name all 12 realms. That's No, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, we also get kind of the big threat that's coming for everyone. Celestials that are more powerful than other celestials. Yeah, <laughs> that's terrifying. Did anyone else get its rain and men stuck in their head <laughs> while reading this? Yeah, a little okay. bit. Might have sang it a little in my kitchen. It's Very fine. Good. Celestials will start falling from the sky. Dead. Which isn't... It's just It's just scary. That's just yeah. scary. Yeah. And also big bug things. Yeah. Ooh. Remind me of Annihilus. I wonder if Annihilus is involved in this Maybe. Maybe so. I really liked the Black Panther and Doctor Strange pair up. Yes. Yeah. They really balanced well together. Yeah. It also makes sense now why Doctor Strange is going to space. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> that's going to be his arc in his book, is Strange in Space. Yeah. That's going to be so much fun. I cannot wait. Yeah. And Carol's there, too. <laughs> that's how I felt about it as well. I really, really, really <laughs> hope Jason Aaron can rehab Carol some oh, after Civil God, War. I know so... I bang this drum all the time. But... I want them to just not even acknowledge that shit happened i want them to just be like you know yes. what we're over it we're just yeah. fucking over it it wouldn't be the first time someone's done that let's just do it yeah tony doesn't seem that over it oh but mm, he no. was legally dead he was and Who it was her fault at this point? yeah that's a good point <laughs> huh <laughs> yeah yeah uh so you enjoyed this Oh, yeah. This was really good. Yeah, I'll read it. I'll probably wait for trade, but yeah. Yeah. Yep, this is fun. Um, and this is not the only book in which we have mysterious giant space gods showing up to wreak havoc. Huh? Oh, snap. <laughs> no, I had to take a minute to remember that I was reading two different books at one point. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, DC Nation number zero was a 25-cent issue this week that teased the upcoming Batman, Superman, and Justice League arcs. And in it, we meet giant space god things. <laughs> Are they scary bad celestials? 
They're the size of Celestials, and they're scary and bad. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm, yeah. Marvel and DC. I wonder what's going on. It's... <laughs> And it's not like Scott Snyder and Jason Aaron, who wrote these two books, have been joking on Twitter about doing a crossover or anything. Jesus. Come on, just do the thing. At least announce it. <laughs> I want to be so right. They're just going to perpetually tease us. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Bastards. You didn't get to read this yet, did no, you? No, I did not. All right. No, it was not in my catch-up section. Sorry. So, <laughs> Sorry. Maggie, you read it. What did you think of the Justice League stuff? Um, I'm not a Justice League fan, but I still enjoyed that section. Not enough to make me read it, but I'll at least pay attention to what's going on. Um, I, I laughed at how many different Justice Leagues there were that popped up. Um, I liked all the different teams and, and the feeling of like, everyone's up a creek without a paddle and, uh, and yet it was still Batman voicing over all of it and that. Yeah. It's whatever. I have a love-hate relationship with Batman, but... <laughs> if it makes you feel better once the actual run starts... So, this sets up Justice League No Justice, which is a four-issue weekly book okay. starting this, this week. After that, these four different teams, Wisdom, Entropy, whatever, and whatever, uh, go away and it becomes a regular Justice League team, a Justice League Dark team, and then a Justice League team in space. So it's not just setting up one book, it's setting up a shit ton. It's setting up three. Okay. Um, but also Green Arrow and Supergirl are at the end. Yeah, I'm not just... sure where they're going to show. Maybe there's something that hasn't been announced yet. Um, but in that Justice League book, Martian Manhunter will be running the team. So if that makes you feel any better. Batman doesn't does, get to call the yeah. shots for long. That makes me feel better. Nice. I do like that. I did like at the end that they were like, all these Justice Leagues are out fighting. Everything's good. And Green Arrow is quite pessimistic. And Supergirl's like, no, everything's great. We're fine. Earth's fine. And then it's like, oh shit, more big things yeah. in the sky. <laughs> what I'm really excited for in this and what those two, pa those couple of pages with those two really reminded me of is Snyder leans heavily on like the DC animated universe stuff, the Bruce Tibb stuff. Mm -hmm. And especially putting those two together and having them so outmatched reminded me so much of Justice League Unlimited, and I love it. Nice. So I'm hopeful that this catches... Like, that's his Justice League roster, is the roster from the show. So I'm okay. really hoping this catches a lot of that. So did I read correctly that we're getting more Young Justice on the DC streaming service? The cartoon Young Justice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Young Justice season three is happening Ooh. on that. That was a, when they announced it. They announced that and Titans together. Oh, I didn't pay attention. This week I didn't they pay attention until the Swamp Thing announcement. They um, announced Swamp Thing like, this week. Yay! I have already started harassing Tim to at least for the first episode us record some sort of audio commentary. Yeah, yeah. We have our fingers crossed that Delbert will show up. I'm sure you don't have to twist his arm too hard for that. No, no. no. Um. <laughs> I forget there was a fourth one they announced, too, but I don't remember what it was because it wasn't Swamp Thing. <laughs> yeah, it was in the email. I don't, And you yeah. told me before they emailed yeah. me. I was like, ah, ha, ha, I already know. This is kind of like the year of Swamp Thing for me. Like, I decided, okay, I'm going to dig into all of this, and it just keeps coming, and I'm loving it. <laughs> you secreted Swamp Thing. I did. Uh, that or 
Lin Wayne died and Bernie Wrightson died and everyone's like, well, we need to do something with yeah, this. Yeah, that's probably more accurate. Uh, how about the Batman story in I DC did, Nation? I really, really liked the Batman story. I thought the Joker was well handled. And because I, I have a love-hate relationship with Batman. Joker falls into that as well, where it's just like, it has to be done well. And it was the right level of insanity insanity that I like. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was also really, really well drawn. So. Yeah. I forget who was the, was that, do you have that in front of you? Who was the artist on that? Um, if you give me a second, I can. Okay. Um, now I'm with you on, on the Joker. Like the Joker, I get tired of very quickly, especially when they're talking about movie casting announcements and stuff like that. Nothing makes yes. me tune out faster than such and such and talks for the Joker. Cause yeah. it means they're doing the Joker again. Yeah, if there's so many other villains that it's just like, let it be. Yeah, like, give him some room to breathe. You're not going to top Heath Ledger anytime soon. Right. Get some distance. Clay Man was the artist on Okay. Batman. Yeah, his his work is very good. Yeah. They've had so many good artists working with King on this book, though. McKellianine and Clay Man and uh, Joel Jones and others I know I'm forgetting. It's just... The art on this book has been fantastic. Yeah, I don't read a ton of I don't read a ton of superhero comics in general. I tend to fall into the image and uh, and the indie stuff more. Yeah. But the amount that you guys have talked up King's Batman, I actually started Rebirth recently uh, this week. I have the first four volumes because I think five comes out either next week or something. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited to get caught up, and this actually really helped. So. Yeah. I know Brian likes to, uh, for anyone who's not been reading it, just hand them more of jokes and riddles and let that be the thing that gets them hooked on it and then let them go back and do one through yeah, three. Yeah, that's, that's actually what I bought first was uh, jokes and riddles, yeah. world jokes and so. Uh, Alright, and the last one in this is Bendis's Superman short, which... <laughs> it I mean... It really establishes one thing... Lois is gone somewhere. And if Clark knows he's not telling and no one else seems to know. So nobody, okay. I was like, did I, is this a storyline that I've missed? Because I no. don't read Superman ever. And yeah. No, this is like the second six-ish page story that Bendis has done. And the first one was this new threat just beating the shit out of Superman while passersby commented on his shorts. Okay. And this one is... He's written up some story and is like, he's got the yips and he's kind of underperforming and Perry feels bad for him and like offers him Lois's old office and that's how you learn Lois isn't there. Yeah, she's clearly not dead. No. So that was beneficial, but she's mis she's not even missing. She quit, it sounded yeah, like. Yeah, she and quit and we don't know where, and maybe some of them don't know where she is. Yeah. And it introduces at the very end, like, another new villain who's infiltrating the planet to manipulate people. And... Okay. She was actually badass. I actually really liked yeah, her. She's at cool. the end, she's like, I'm going to be running this place in a week. And it's like, you do it. You nice. get it. <laughs> okay, so it's not Thanos. <laughs> it's not no. Thanos. All right. No. Then I don't care. Uh... Can I ask my Infinity War question? It's not a spoiler. But this is a question I'm asking everybody. 
does Thanos want to get rid of half the dogs? He better fucking not. What have dogs done to Thanos? My exactly. Answer, my answer is only the sentient ones. Okay. Oh no. Because if he were killing half of all living things, then he'd be killing half of all trees, half of the entire food supply uh, chain. See, someone else made this argument too, and I was like, uh. But yes, you're right, I guess. Yeah. But if, and like, if, if it's, Targeting other sentient non-humans, then it would make sense that a sentient dog would have a potential problem, but a regular dog might not. <laughs> so if your dog goes missing, no. If he succeeds and your dog goes missing, then maybe you've actually had an alien dog this whole time. Yes, maybe <laughs> you've got one of Lockjaw's brothers and sisters. Yeah, <laughs> those good, good boys and girls. Yes, those magnificent beasts. Okay, that satisfies me a little bit. I'm still asking everybody, though. That's fine. Uh, yeah. Uh, now I'm sad. I'm oh. sorry. <laughs> no, my point is the dogs are okay. Okay. But if he does go after dogs. Oh, someone sent me, a, it was a, a chart of what everybody, like the, the most popular movie of April and of, for the U.S., Every single state, except for one, was obviously Avengers. And then Vermont, it was Isle of Dog. So she, <laughs> she's like, don't worry. They all ran to Vermont. It's okay. It's like, all right, I can get on board with this. <laughs> nice. My point here is Fry's dog is safe. He's not. Oh. 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 That was, you really are a monster. I Too am. soon. I Jurassic am. Bark was a sad enough. Yes. It could be sadder. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and you hate it that way. Sure. <laughs> okay, let's talk about other books. Uh, <laughs> Action Comics Special Number One. While we're in Superman Land. So, as I said before, I didn't realize this was three stories, and I got really confused <laughs> <laughs> going from the first to the second story. Um. The third one's entirely, like, I couldn't tell you what happened in the third one. The only one that really stood out was the White House press conference one. Yeah, the correspondence dinner. Yeah, which, I mean, makes sense, given what's going on. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that was Mark Russell writing. And I feel like whenever they were putting this together, I'd have been like, well, that's the weekend before. Surely that's going to be in the news. <laughs> oh, boy. Like, everyone acts like this is accidental. I think he just saw this one coming. <laughs> yeah. So were, are these also setups for new arcs, or are these just one-offs? These are... So there's going to be a Superman special number one, too. And the point of both of these books was... When they were announced, they were announced to be like the end of Jurgens and Tomasi and Gleason's runs on those books. I don't really necessarily feel like this did a whole lot of that, except maybe to move Lex a little more toward traditional Lex. Okay. Um, I don't even remember what the third story was. We've got someone hunting Superman who investigate who, who who is like starts messaging Lois, calling her Mrs. Superman, and all of that like weird right. stalkery. And there was the correspondence dinner. I don't remember what the third one was. 
I'm looking oh, at it now. So. No, the third one, I do know what it is. That was the one with the painted Francis Manipal. Oh yeah. Um, it was the one that really felt out of place. But it was it was nice. Like It was gorgeous, but it was otherwise like kinda of inconsequential. I forget who wrote it. Uh um, Matt Landis. Max Landis. Max Landis. Who is not Max Bemis. No, who is not Max Bemis. <laughs> um that is not what I heard. Oh my god. I had to take a minute. He's not that either. <laughs> no, no, he's not. Well, he could be. Uh, we don't know. You don't know. I don't know. Given some of the allegations that came out around him near the end of last be. year, he's at least metaphorically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um the only thing that I think might be seeding something going forward is the idea of Lex running for president. Because yeah. there was a comment in uh, the DC, DC Nation, Nation story yeah. about breaking a story on President Luther. That was the only thing that, because at first I was like, maybe these are just little one shot stories, but that tie of President yeah. Luther between the both. It's also hard to tell though, because I'm pretty sure Luther pre Flashpoint was president at one point. So this may just be continuity merging back together. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. I. I honestly could not tell you which is the case here. Um, but maybe, maybe that. All right, let's go to uh, some other stuff. Let's talk about Death or Glory. Yeah. New yeah. Reminder. Bengal Art. Fuck yeah. Friend of the, so- friend of the show, Sebastian Gurner. Yeah. Nice. Um, so this felt very different from the other Reminder stuff. To me. It still felt generally hopeless and angry at the world. Yeah, but it wasn't as wordy. So there's that. (laughs) And I don't want to read this solely in trade. I want to keep going with singles on this one. Because I don't feel like it's a crazy undertaking. Probably not. (laughs) It was good. It was good. I always have this weird issue weird issue with I love Reminder. Like Reminder one of Reminder's books is one of the things that got me into regularly reading and keeping up with comics. Sometimes when he writes really like street level realistic type stuff mm-hmm. I mean, usually there's some sort of social sci-fi thing behind that. But like right. this and uh, oh there's another one that I had the same, I bumped my head into the same thing on. He'll write these characters who are just totally re- reprehensible and who also sound completely reprehensible. Mm-hmm. And there's always this moment of like, oh, did you have to choose this word? Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like it's there's in... a struggle with that and, and making it sound like how people actually yeah. fucking talk. Right. Right. And that's like, I don't. I don't ever really fault Reminder that because it is in the name of character and it is in the name of making these characters realistic and making the way they speak realistic. Right. It's still sometimes, it's just sometimes something that's like, oh, this is not something you normally get in a comic. Yeah. In these days, like early 2000s maybe, but now less so. Yeah. It feels, I don't know, just strange to hear yeah. some of the well, I, I think a lot of that is like you want to think that we're beyond especially the words that were used in this one 
We're yeah. beyond that. We're done. We don't need that anymore. But there are still people who I fucking know. use it every day. I know. Yeah. It's it's strange. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Again, it's not a problem I have with the book necessarily. It's just. I just hate that person instantly. Yes, yes. <laughs> and maybe you're supposed to. I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty sure you are. Yeah. Um, but this is this is fun. This is this did not go where I expected it to. No. Yeah, I had to look up the summary again because I was like, why did I pick up this book? <laughs> by the time I got to it, I was like, I don't even remember what this is supposed to be about. Uh, I still loved it, but it was just like, what's going on? And the guy with the liquid nitrogen, and I was like, is this a superhero comic? And I totally missed that somehow. Right. Yeah. I was like, does he have powers? Is <laughs> this, this? I'm so confused. And this is liquid nitrogen. And I was like, oh, totally mundane. Fuck. Yes. Cool. But also, I want that gun weapon thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine the milkshakes you could make. Amazing ones. It would be amazing ones. <sighs> Flip burger. So fast. <gasps> Flip burger. You miss Flip burger. This episode of Panelology brought to you by. <laughs> we wish. We fucking wish. Uh, so yeah, you're gonna stick with this one. Yeah, I'm probably gonna keep getting this one in singles. How about you? I'll I'll switch to trade because I don't read a ton of things in singles, but I definitely um, will be getting the first one. Yeah. To see where it goes. Same. Nice. Uh. Long silence. The little cut. <laughs> coda number one yeah so i kind of completely i did like meg did on the last one i completely forgot what this book was supposed to be about (laughs) and who wrote it until i was halfway through um i have to admit i was having some weaver flashbacks at some points and i was like ooh, but overall it was really good see i didn't i didn't have those flashbacks i dug it uh, I'll still probably trade it, but I did. I did really dig it. Um, kind of the mission statement on this one, which I don't think was ever in the solicitations, was to tell a high fantasy story without relying on the traditional high fantasy rules, which I think is why probably it got so explainy in spots. Yeah. Yeah. No, the explainy parts aren't what bothered me, but. I, I did think it was like, oh, we're going to have a, a magical fantasy realm with no magic. And then in the first couple pages, magic. I was like, all right, though. It's but like you said, no magic. All <laughs> gone. It's just yeah. much more. It's like post. It is. It is what a post-apocalyptic fantasy world would look like. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. The dragon is the dragon at the beginning. Is oh, what my sold me. God. That fucking dragon. It starts out with the, the, the main character exploring this dragon skeleton, but because dragons are immortal, their skeletons can still talk. <laughs> oh shit, that's so awesome. giant dragon skeleton that this dude is like scavenging is complaining about, get the rats in my bowels, kill them for me while you're in there, will ya? <laughs> Scratch my butt! <laughs> All right, I need doesn't, to this. doesn't even have a butt left to scratch. No. He's just bones. It's those phantom pains. Yep. Um, yeah, so this, this dude, Sir Hum, because he always goes, hmm. Um, <laughs> he's Batman. He's Batman. He's Rorschach. Um, he's, like, trying to find enough magic to save his wife, I guess. Yeah, to make the weapon he needs to save his yeah. wife from these 
marauders or whatever. And the whole first issue, he's writing a letter to his wife, and I couldn't help but read it in Mike's voice because, yeah. fuck. I I almost oh, sent yeah. you. I almost sent you just in case you were not reading this a shot of the very first text line, which is "My dearest such and such." Serica or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Now this is fun. The art is gorgeous. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. It's the the coloring is yes. insane. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, hey, Jen. Hey. Breathless. Yeah. This is number two, this one. It um, is. So it's still the chick who had asthma and it gets cured by some kind of cryptid. But you go a little bit more into her backstory and a little bit more into uh, just how awesome Grace Isley is. Yes. <laughs> she's She's pretty much my favorite thing ever because you expect her to do damsely things yeah and then she turns into a total badass yeah. well total and it's like she doesn't even know why badass. she's doing it or mean to do it she's just like well it's this or die right <laughs> yeah and you, the whole time you have scout like talking her up saying you can do this you're gonna do this but scout doesn't believe it scout's like mm, we're gonna die um and then grace isley totally shows up she totally like brings it yeah yeah you get her her girlfriend later the why do you have that weapon? Yeah. Because apparently she could use it. Yeah. 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 And, and her girlfriend tries to, like, talk her out of doing what she sees as the illogical thing. She's like, no, we need to call the authorities. We need to do this yeah. and do that. And Grace Isley's like, no, I I think we are in trouble here. So I'm going to go with Scout. Yeah. Um, And it was just, it was really, really cool. She's a really cool character. And I dig her too much, probably. No, I think it's an appropriate right. one. Right. She's awesome. You had said you wanted to hear us talk about this one. Are there yeah. things you wanted to hear, questions you had about this? No, I just more than anything wanted to know it was still going strong. Cause, it's uh, very good. Yeah, I would say that this issue is better than the first. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good book. All right. Uh, <laughs> Snagglepuss, exit, stage left. Snagglepuss Chronicles, number five. <sighs> so I just read all of Snagglepuss today. Because I've had this one, I knew it was going to be good. I was just going to wait for the trade. But when you asked me to come on, I was like, oh, that's fine. It's coming out this week. I'm going to catch up. And didn't want to cry before coming on this. Because, <laughs> like, that doesn't seem like good podcasting. <laughs> I do it. It's fine. <laughs> Did Tom King have uh, a book out this week? Jen cried. <laughs> no, Jen laughed at that book. Well, this week, yeah. But yeah, the uh, the McCarthy area era is fascinating from like a show standpoint. I just read another book that was during that time, so I was like, "Oh, cool!" I'm still kind of in this mindset, and I loved it. And then this issue happened, and now I really need the sixth one. Yeah, this um, is an interesting series to read, I think, because we talked about the first couple of issues being very much kind of by the books McCarthyism mm -hmm. arts in that period. And as the series goes on, it gets more and more personal and the actual McCarthyism trials of it become less the focus and more, more almost metaphor for general social issues. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and instead it really hangs itself on the, that's a poor choice of words. 
It yeah. really hinges on the relationship between Huckleberry Hound and Snagglepuss as this successful playwright who got out and this writer who stayed back and hid who he was and eventually gets talked into coming to the city and coming out and just sees his life absolutely destroyed because of it. Mm. Yeah, it's, I think it was last issue, but even more so this issue, you realize that the play that Snagglepuss wrote is incredibly personal. Yeah. And because at first I was like, oh, this is just kind of a, a thing. And then it's like, no, this is your life. Okay. Yeah. It's funny. Um, it was all, the, the play has almost been the biggest sticking point for me, knowing <laughs> that loosely Snagglepuss is based on Tennessee Williams and the first couple of issues that play just did not seem personal at all. It right. did not seem like a Tennessee Williams play would. And it was bothering me that you're going to base the character on this figure who put so much of his life and his, his trauma into his writing, but then not actually do that. So I'm glad to see that it has sort of shifted that way and has found that place and has made that connection. Yeah, I really loved Arthur Miller showing up in issue four because at first I was like, "Oh yeah," <laughs> they said, "Did they just say Arthur?" And I was like, yeah. "Was Arthur Miller a thing in this time?" And then, yeah, Marilyn well, uh, Monroe pops up. Yeah, so Arthur Miller has Snagglepuss try to hide the affair with Marilyn Monroe because he doesn't want Joe DiMaggio to show up and beat yeah. him up. Oh no! Now I have to read this. God, you do need to read it. this. Yeah. Well, this book like, has just gotten better the further it's gone. It's at first I was like I don't really care, and then I realized what era it was, and I was like, okay, I'm interested. And and uh, you know, it's based in New York around the Stonewall and things like that, which it was just something. It's enough to make me go, okay, I'll get this in trade at some point. But I'm so glad, like especially this last issue, the the ending in it, of itself was just like. It was just powerful, and it is a kind of, I guess, a metaphor for what's going on today, but it's also not as in-your-face as it could be, I guess. There was an article on Comicosity. Comicosity? Comicosity? Uh, uh, written by Matt Santori about the end of, I think it was issue four, where, uh, 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 and this is Mark Russell, who is a straight guy, uses a gay slur that starts with the letter F at a specific moment. And this entire article on how it was actually used well and correctly and historically in an accurate way, in a way that has meaning inside the community. Just to kind of counterpoint to the the death of glory thing. Yeah. Like here it was completely and totally earned and it's this big, powerful moment and fuck quick drama gras. Uh, but yeah, issue four's ending was was hard, and I was I was ups- I did not cry at the end of issue four, but I did get kind of ill. Like yeah. it is not a good time period. Yeah, like, it's really the fifties weren't great. <laughs> um, but that's that's when I say this book gets more personal and gets like more about the relationship and just the feelings of these people. Like that kind of thing is where it's where it's really delivering. Oofta. Yeah. And it, the ending you see Snagglepuss is having a grand moment, but you also see these three side characters that you you know, uh, 
Huckleberry Hound and Snagglepuss's wife and his lover all have something else going on. It was kind of like the... (laughs) like right before intermission and lame is where like everybody's kind of doing something. I was like, Oh God, this is not going to end well. No. Like I can't, I just can't see issue six going well. Well, and so. it's, it's in this place where the threat has been, if Snagglepuss has to testify, it will destroy his life. And now he is choosing to testify and say his piece because he feels like he has nothing left to lose. And is kind of pushing everyone else away for their own safety. Like he's, it is worth his life if it costs him that to say what he has to say. Huh. That's very cool. Depending on how it ends, I kind of hope it comes back for another small arc or something like 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 I'm not ready to let these characters go. Yeah. And now for something completely different. <laughs> uh you are Deadpool. <laughs> That is completely different. You're right. All right. I think okay. I'm, the, I'm the only one who made it all the way through issue one. Yes. Um, have some D sixes ready if you get this book. Yeah. Don't don't have them packed somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this was a lot of fun, and I think in some form or another, we're going to come back to this later. Yes, we are absolutely 100% coming back to this later. Um, but I did want to talk about it a little bit, a little bit about how it works, because it's such a completely different thing. This is a choose-your-own-adventure-slash-RPG comic. Um, it uses the choose-your-own-adventure basically as a, well, if you picked up this item in this last scene and can do this, go to page whatever. Otherwise, go to or panel number whatever. Otherwise, go to this panel. Or if you fail this roll and lose this fight, go here. Right. Um, and the occasional decision-making point. Uh, guy told you not to press the red button. Do you think he was lying and want to press the red button, or do you want to do what he said and press the green button? Uh, but as you go and as you make these decisions... You actually have two stats that you're keeping up with. Sadness and badness. Yeah. Yeah. And when you get to the end of this issue, if your badness is higher than your sadness, and this is coming out weekly, so it's not a long wait, but the next issue you go to is actually issue number four. You're not even reading the series in order at this point. If your sadness is higher, your next issue is three, and if they're even, you go to two. And you'll go back to whichever ones you didn't hit straight away. By the time everything wraps up, but you're playing through the game in a different order depending on what stat. That's and it's usually based on a dice roll, which goes up. That's really cool. So I smell Patreon playing content. Is that what's going to happen here? We're thinking about it. Most (laughs) probably. Yeah. I mean, I am all for this. Yeah. Um... The other, uh, the other fun thing is there are, you've got inventory slots too, and there are different points where it's like, okay, here's some shit on a table. You can take it with you or not. Um, like one of the first things I, I grabbed a donut, a Metro card, and... The machete, and that's all I grabbed. I grabbed the donut, the Metro card, and I did not grab the machete. I grabbed something else that seemed useless, but I bet would be helpful later. And I don't remember what it was. I'm like... <laughs> Two paddles later, okay, if you grab the donut, you can eat it now. Yes. <laughs> I did enjoy that. Congratulations on finishing the tutorial. You may eat the donut. <laughs> nice. Um, I also picked up a how-to book on play- or a how-to VHS on playing the ukulele. 
that did have one of the Marvel editors' faces on it. Just in case at some point I run into one of the editors and he needs to know how to play the ukulele. Nice. Interesting. Nice, nice. Yeah. I had to drop the Metro card to make room for it. I've also got a paperclip. I did really adore having um, Kieran Gillen there, just randomly. Yeah. With his with great. his combat role that he yes. fights you with? Yes, with his delicious <laughs> combat role. Here's Kieran Gillen, because it's an RPG, and since we've got him here, here's a terrible, wonderful pun. Yep. <laughs> These are the things Kieran Gillen does. Uh, but yes, this is fun. If you are into any kind of tabletop gaming, you should get this book. It's very good. Yes. Uh, Shades of Changing Woman, number three. So, I haven't finished Shade the Changing Girl, but I was like, oh, this is only three issues in. I can take a look at this. Um, it's, I, it's like three different storylines trying to fight, but also this feeling of, like, nothing matters because there's no such thing as time and space. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so... It, the past issue and this issue shades debating cutting out her own heart because emotions are bad. And, uh, rack shade is telling her to do it. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, while her, while river is joining an anti alien league and someone is drugging everybody. I was like, okay, this will all kind of resolve. I hope at some point, but also even if it doesn't, it's still really pretty. I'm pretty sure that someone drugging everybody is Megan's original consciousness. Like okay, Megan from I the first thought, series. But I was like, that's what I thought. Yeah. And at the same time was like, but is it? Maybe there's someone I just haven't met yet. Now, so. I'm pretty sure it's Megan and she's back. And like the first thing she does is make it look like her parents have died in a drug right. operation. Right, and like then she's they... getting vengeance on everyone who wronged her, and yeah. getting everyone hooked on this drug that's based on uh, uh, madness. That also the Medans are trying to get everyone hooked on, so they can, I guess, conquer Earth or something. Something like that. Okay, okay. No, this is a fun book, and the art is very good. Yeah, it's one that I actually will probably keep up with in issues. But I probably I will actually finish Shade the Changing Girl first. Yeah. So. Yeah, I imagine that would help. Um, <laughs> I don't think you need a ton of what happened. This is like the only one where I don't think you necessarily need Milk Wars between the two. No, although I do have that issue. Yeah. Or at least one of them, yeah. Yeah. And it was good, and it's worth reading. But this is yeah. like the one that I don't think demands it. Right. Mother Panic, I don't know how you would read this without reading that. Or read the new series without reading Milk Wars. Right. Um, last one. Infinity Countdown, number three. Which is on here mostly because I want to finally talk about Infinity Countdown. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, weird stuff happens in this issue and I don't entirely know how to unpack all of it. <laughs> <laughs> so it would have really been helpful for someone else to have read it. I read it. Oh, yeah. okay. Good, 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 yeah. good. Yay. There's, there's two main storylines of this one. If I'm, if I read it correctly, we've got Adam trying to save Silver Surfer, and then we've got Guardians of the Galaxy trying to find the Power Stone, if I'm not mistaken, or Power Gem. Yeah, so they, 
found the power gem during the Guardians of the Galaxy book, and it was, like, gigantic, like, monolithic, room-sized, no one could pick it up. And this huge fight breaks out over it. And we learn from uh, the original Nova, whose name I'm blanking on, we learn from his brother that reality may all be not real. We may be in some kind of, of simulation because he went into a simulation being like brainwashed for the Raptors. Mm-hmm. And he realized that there, that reality and that simulation have the same like fuzziness around the edges or whatever. Oh no. Um, so like his dying words to Nova are mind over matter, which lets them kind of get the edge they need on getting the stone. Uh, you also have the soul stone in Ultron's hands, and that's the yeah. Adam Warlock Silver Surfer, Silver Surfer arc. Uh, I really liked how the soul stone was used. Yeah, that was very cool. I like the idea of Ultron in possession of the soul stone corrupting it is the most terrifying thing I think I've read in a Marvel book in a long yes. time. Yes, yeah. That's that sounds very scary. Uh, and like it leads the Silver Surfer to go ask Galactus to destroy one more planet. Yeah. Oh shit. Which I have the worst feeling about because like I love Galactus as the life bringer and don't want that to change, but also recognize at some point it has to. And I think this may be how it has to. I think it's like if you go to an addict and say, Here, take a drink. Oh no. <laughs> like I worry that well, once he has one you can't eat just one. Yeah. Once you pop the fun, don't yeah. stop. <laughs> like it will bring back the hunger if he does it. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Uh, you also get the greatest thing to happen to guardians of the galaxy, which is Drax related. Yes. Drax ends up with the power stone and brings out his sax, which I'd forgotten that comic book. Drax is a sax player because I haven't read Guardians of the Galaxy in a very long time. And I'm like, why is this not in the movie? Like, why do we take away this character aspect of him? Because I love it. And it would fit perfectly with movie Drax. Yes. Like, just let him serenade Mantis with a saxophone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Um, And I was a little concerned. I haven't obviously been reading Guardians is Groot being back? Is Groot back to being an asshole, or like? I feel like when Groot can talk, I don't like Groot. The short is version that- is that Groot had been nerfed by one of the elders of the universe, the Gardener, who was being manipulated by Loki for one reason or another, and we still don't know why. And that once they snapped him out of it, he returned Groot to full strength, which means Groot can also talk now. Okay. Groot so talking does sound yet. like it. I mean, he sounds like a big ol' asshole. Like he's... You understand why he's Rocket's best friend. Fair point. Fair I point. assume that these are the things he's always been saying when he says I am Groot. It's just you can understand him now. Okay, fair point. And suddenly it's like, okay, yeah, he's actually maybe worse than Rocket. <laughs> um... I am enjoying this more than I have the big build-ups to the big 
you know, crossover stuff in the past. Like, what was it? Civil War? What was before that? Before Civil War was Secret Wars, which I love. Secret Wars. Um, I was okay with it. Like, that's kind of the point I kind of jumped off Marvel for a while. But... I think Secret Wars is best if you've read definitely all of Hickman's Avengers and New Avengers. But also, to me, you really need to have read his Fantastic Four stuff to get the angle on Doom right. Right. And that's a 150-issue buy-in. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I loved it, but it was all stuff I was reading anyway. I think the thing that makes Infinity Countdown work so well, and if it sticks the landing, we're basically in the middle of this whole arc. Like, Duggan's Guardian's run is Act 1, Infinity Countdown is Act 2, Infinity Wars is Act 3. Right. If he sticks the landing through Infinity Wars, this will, I think, overtake Secret Wars as my favorite Marvel event. And the reason for that is he writes humor so well. He's so funny. Every moment of this, no matter how serious, is still... There's some kind of humor there, even as coping mechanism. Maybe not so much Ultron and Adam Strange and Silver Surfer. But for characters whom it makes sense, like there's right. a lot of humor there. Hmm. Kind of like the movie. Huh. Yeah. Huh. yeah. If, only, if only Drax played the sax. If only. The Draxophone, if you will. Nope, I won't. I will. <laughs> okay. I won't. I feel like you there's a standoff going win. on here. I just you can won't. choose not to. Like you, you have consent in I calling it a drag. I didn't choose not to. I just won't. <laughs> I see how it is. It's still good. Uh, Batman number forty six. Did we officially Jen. change it? What? <laughs> say that from that is still weird. good to it's still good? <laughs> Maybe. Okay. I mean, to be fair, I think Alex before the show went, this one's not great. I don't want to talk about it. And I went, isn't that the point? <laughs> there are sometimes books that we leave off the list because we actually... And it wasn't even one, to be fair, it wasn't even one that I didn't think was great. It was just, I didn't know how to talk about it without repeating the same thing I'd said the last two times. Okay. That compelling. makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those issues that reads well if it's a series you're enjoying but just i don't have a good way to talk about it that's not getting into it and no one else is reading it uh cool batman number 46 jim well the obvious one is meow but booster just say meow no booster brings bruce a present and it ruins his life it's like that episode of uh Justice Friends, Justice Pals, whatever the interstitial on Dexter's Lab was, where Kronk gets the white tiger. <laughs> oh, so bad. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Cyborg 21 and 22, I'm going to break format a little bit on. This is Marv Wolfman taking back over. Uh, and it's actually really, really good. I dug this a lot. Uh, the only... If you haven't if you haven't been loving Solo Cyborg, give this a shot because it actually sounds like Cyborg. The only thing I miss is I still wish he had a supporting cast who I had uh, an attachment to. Mm. But that may happen over the course of this. Hmm. Also, Cyborg 
gets to fight as the pilot of a giant robot suit. Okay. Uh, Deathstroke number 31, we learn who is in fact behind the conflict between Bruce and Slade. Oh shit. Why did I stop reading this? Uh, because DC has stopped including digital copies for the That's handful of books. That's why I stopped reading this. My digital. Yeah. <laughs> um, Transformers versus Visionaries number five. Uh, we see a new future going forward for Cybertron, as well as the threat that might cut that future short. Uh, and if you picked up the free comic book day issue of Transformers, you know what that threat is. Black Science number 35. This is maybe my favorite issue of this book ever. We meet the place between realities where Grant and his wife are brought to reconcile their relationship. And how that goes. Oh, shit. Sarah. That's her name, Sarah. She's not in the book a lot. No, she's not. Have you been reading this? Yeah. Okay. It's a very good and sad I, issue. I never... Well, I haven't been reading it. Like, I'm not up to date. You're in trade. I'm, I'm super not up to date. But every time I read a new one, I'm like, I have no idea what just happened. And I love it. It's that way in singles, too. Uh, East of West number 37. Speaking of, I have no clue what just happened and I love it. Uh... This is an issue about retribution for shooting up bands. Horse, dog, robot, pet thing. <laughs> Skells and Scoundrels number nine, Jen. I know there's a mermaid on the cover. Yep. Um, Lou has her own little mermaid story now. Sex Yay. Criminals number 24. Uh, <laughs> I forgot this one because I can't buy it on my phone. Oh. Uh, also, as a side note, before I get into it, Elsa Sharidi's variant for this, as advertised, is the most inappropriate, insane thing they've ever done. I was just about this. to ask how wonderful it was, but... I can tell you guys what it is if you want. Oh, I just kind of want to see it, but yeah, no, yes, no, yes, I don't... no... Yes. Ask yourself which is weirder, me describing it with words or me sending you a picture later. You describing it with words is weirder, so that's what you're going to do, right? I want that, and Give then I want the, the picture later. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. You want I both? Want yes, okay, no I want both. Um, John. <laughs> I don't like the way you're holding your hand already, <laughs> so okay. Hanging. All right. From, and I'll be honest, I'm not totally clear what. Not totally clear on this one detail. I'm not sure if it is a uvula or just a very long, droopy clit, but it's not connected at the right place to be a clit. Okay. Into a large... This got real bonkers real fast. Okay. (laughs) I told you it's the most ridiculous one they've ever done. All right. By a French artist. (laughs) Well, here we go. Hanging into a gaping vagina. And everything around it's kind of stubbly. All right. Wow. Now I don't know if I want you to send it to me. (laughs) I warned you. (laughs) I said it was weird. (laughs) 
can you send it in the group chat with Tim? <laughs> no, doesn't with read nothing. It? With no explanation. Here's that picture you two asked for. <laughs> yes. Thank you. I assume before this episode goes live with Tim. Yes, as in like this afternoon. <laughs> That's fine, but you two have to explain to him why if he asks. No, no, no. We'll just pretend like it's totally normal. Okay. Uh, Susie under, uh, uh, uncovers a decades-long vast conspiracy for insider trading. <laughs> and we meet the greatest Microsoft mascot ever, Clitty. Oh, my God. All right. Oh. Shit, I might have to switch back to single issue. <laughs> it's so good. It is so, so fucking good. good, but I'm like, I waiting for this next trade to come out. It's too much. Uh, Even it, if I think it's next month. I was going to say, it should be, <laughs> if not next month, month after. Because this yeah. is 24 and the trade will be 24. Oh, that's right. It's August. I just added it to my list. Yeah, yeah. it's August. Uh, Captain America 701, significantly fewer clits. Uh, <laughs> poor Captain. Aww. He's got that beard now, though. So wholesome. Something, something, Shrek, something, something. Um, what? There's been a lot of conversation on Twitter this week about Smash, or yesterday, about Smash Mouth and Shrek and uh, DJ I Colette. I accidentally fucking clicked that thread. Don't click that thread. Don't. I burned my internet down last night. Oh. Nope. It's like the second person was like, here's Shrek porn for you. And I'm like, oh, no. I didn't need this. Oh, no, no, I did no. not. Somebody, my to life be fair, is not better. Somebody did once tell you that the world was going to roll you. <laughs> it did. It did. It only took 19 years. I feel like this is relevant for our general milieu. So have you heard about this? I don't even know that I want to. DJ Khaled. Uh, so, well, no. So he got into a fight with his wife. It was public, whatever. I didn't even know about this until social media starts blowing up because... He apparently did an interview two years ago mm-hmm. where he talked about how he won't go down on his wife, but he demands that she goes down on him because he is king. And this got posted on Twitter, which then led to all these wonderful white guys wanting to do the bare minimum and be like, I'll go down on her for you. And it's like, oh, yay, you get a gold <laughs> sticker. Smash Mouth being one of them. To be fair, Kate Leff also did that. Uh <laughs> Like a lot of a lot of like rappers came out as like No, we're 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 down for that. What's the matter with you? Yeah. This yeah. led to, yeah, Smash Mouth. Yes. And a bunch of other really, really great pictures and comments have come out of it. Mm. But yes, there's a lot of really skeevy dudes that came out too. So yeah. but yes. Because Smash, Smash Mouth weighed in, Shrek of course came up. So uh. Smash Mouth weighs in and somebody immediately goes, Does Shrek? And then it's a wonderful picture of a Fiona that you don't need to see. Just great. Yeah. I mean, I look at it this way. If there's a Broadway <laughs> musical of it, of course there's already a porno of it. Yeah. Well, yes, it is the internet. Yeah. yeah. But I was okay not embracing that side of the internet. Yeah, no, I mean, I get that too. This is why I stay off Tumblr now. Exactly. And other reasons, but yes. Yeah. So Captain America 701, that's really all you need to know. Shrek porn. All right. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Captain America's descendant uncovers a vast conspiracy for recruitment for Kree warriors. Oh. Hunt for Wolverine, weapon lost. Uh, 
Meg, this one's on you. Oh, this is on me. Um, this is like a brief stopover in the story. When Daredevil uh, calls upon Frank McGee, Misty Knight, and Cypher? Cypher. Cypher to help out in finding Wolverine's remains. Because he's dead. So Asterisk. <laughs> yes. I did enjoy it. There's a panel that's like, which Wolverine are we talking about? And it's like, yes, thank you for that. <laughs> None of the cool ones. Exactly. Uh, Rise of the Black Panther, number five. T'Challa investigates what member of the royal family betrayed him to doom. Or betrayed Wakanda to doom. Ooh. Uh, Rogue and Gambit, number five. I can't believe you didn't read this one, Jen. Because I read too many of last week's books. Fair. <laughs> Fair. Uh, time is a flat circle. Oh. This is the last Aww. one of that, right? Do what? This is the last one of that run, right? Yes. Although there was something in... I think it like ended with the end question mark or something like that. Ugh. Which... Okay, that's kind of thematic to the book. It's them saying, all right, we're not going to wait for the right moment. Something's always going to be wrong in our lives. We just need to embrace that and each other. Mm -hmm. um, I'm also hoping it means more of Kelly Thompson writing these characters because I like Rogue and I like Gambit. I don't think Rogue is particularly well written, although I like the way she writes him and I like the way that Tom Taylor is writing when X-Men Red. I said Rogue, mm -hmm. he, Gambit. Gambit, I don't think is particularly well written. Mm -hmm. I always roll my eyes at Rogue and Gambit stories because they're the same story beats over and over. And like this in its own metafiction gets into that and is super cool. And yes, it's still good. Wait, we're in that segment. Yeah. <laughs> it's good, good book. <laughs> Spider-Man number 240. Uh, this is the last issue of Bindus on Spider-Man. Miles takes a beat out of Bendis' autobiography and spins the issue in and out of consciousness in a hospital, getting flashes of his friends at his side. Oh, Yeah. Uh, and last one, Star Wars number 46. It's not a trap so much as operating on bad information. <laughs> All right. All right. Does everybody know what time it is? Yep, we know. So just do the thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, is this my week? This is my week. You know what? I'm going to let you have this one. I know what your week has been. I'm going to let you have it. Yay. I'm going to punch my microphone three times, taking the bag you, off. You did do that, so I did get punished a little. But I didn't mean to. <laughs> The Savage Dragon versus the Savage Megaton Man. It says, number one, I do believe this is a one-shot. I hope for the sake of humanity that this is a one-shot. <laughs> Savage Dragon is an established character who's still going, and like I know his, his book's whole thing is time passes normally. Mm -hmm. I've never heard of the Savage Megaton Man before. I think he probably exists just for this. But imagine if the Crimson Chin ate Powdered Toast Man and Really, Really Big Man. And had a musculature that is 
probably parody of 90s superheroes, but I'm not wholly sure. Uh, this issue is either a parody or bad, but I cannot tell which. That is a thin line to walk. Um, it was written in the 90s, and it was written, uh, when was this published? 93. So I feel like it's too early to be 90s parody. Uh, it starts out with the Savage Dragon fighting a team of reject supervillains. Jen is okay. making a face. Because apparently there's more Megaton Man. Oh. So that's a thing I'm going to be sending you for Christmas. Somebody was too busy asking, <laughs> can we? To ask whether or not should we? Uh... <laughs> Reject supervillains. And when I say reject, one of them, his power is that dirt cannot get into his clothes or on his body. He repels it. But he also repels soap. Oh, no. Well, but do you, well, yeah, no. Yeah, because say, you, you produce smelly things. And yeah, you do. Yeah. So I'd like the dirt part, but not the soap bit. As far as I can tell, one of them, who is green-skinned and whose ability to contort uh, defies physics, but is perfectly in line with being a female character in comics in the <laughs> 1990s, yeah. uh, seems to have just been, like, a failed stand-up comedian. Okie dokie. Um, yeah, it's they're known as the Nixed Men. Anyway. Uh... Then we cut to an alternate reality, an alternate universe, where some really cheesily and possibly culturally offensive <laughs> characters in what all look to be knit cable knit sweaters, except for the woman who is just in a very skimpy bikini, because comics in the 90s, see Savage Dragon fighting these villains, and assume, because he is green-skinned, and they are in bright costumes... That he is, in fact, an evil alien invading. And the fact that he's dressed as a police officer is only because his race has infiltrated, and I quote, government, the military, and the police department, dot, 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 maybe even the post office. Definitely the post office. Let me oh, just definitely. tell you that much right now. That's where they start. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, ass cleavage. Ooh, ass cleavage. <laughs> Which. It's not even a whale tail, though. It's a very flat ass, too. How it has... Like, it's 90s. It's the 90s. 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 Um, they oh, no, call, I've seen some flat butts with ass cleavage. It happens. They call in Megaton post-snacking on uh, a really, really big man and send <laughs> him over, but don't come over themselves. There's a lot of punching and some jokes about, hey, now that I'm in this other universe, am I going to be cross-hatched? Oh, no, we're running out of pages. We should wrap up this fight. Oh, hey, we were on the same side all along. The end. Cool. He I does super realize want to read this now. Because he's in the Image universe, he should fight like an Image character and does grab himself a couple of bandoliers of bullets and some big over-the-top guns. Which is the only reason why I think this might have been intended as parody. Alrighty. So on the back, when it says Image gets stupid... It already was, actually. Alright. Yeah. Alright. Huh. Um, yeah, so, Jen. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I instantly get it. Yes, because Brian's not here, and I'm certainly not doing that two weeks in a row. <laughs> <laughs> I command. Uh, 
So you know what's really popular in in popular media lately? Stones, gems, things of that <laughs> of that nature. Oh? Yeah. I hear that if you collect differently colored gems and put them into a golden glove, you might be able to alter all of reality. And if you were a reasonable person, huh. maybe take care of problems like resource scarcity or <laughs> racial tensions or government corruption and make meaningful, helpful changes to the fabric of real, really all worlds. Where could we go to find some multicolored gemstones, Jen? Well, I think maybe Rock Hounds and Relics Trading Co. on Lemon Street, Knackworth, Georgia. <laughs> Jen is pumping her arm as though she wants a trucker to blow their horn at her. Yes, and when you see the front, you'll see why. Is this the Marvel version of Space Cabby, and is it actually Space Trucker? Yet. I would have been happy if it were Space Trucker. Lobo's back. You nice. can have his back and his front. That's from the 90s. It's a Lobo comic. Oh, it's got Batman Returns on it, so. It's a Lobo comic, and it's not Skinny Lobo, so. 1992. Vaya con Dios. It is vehemently suggested for mature readers. <laughs> it has an index. Oh, this is interesting. <laughs> There's a word puzzle. There's so many covers. Oh. <laughs> there are so many covers in this book. It had like three covers. You guys. You guys. This is already more effective parody than the book from a year later that was supposed to be parody. I do want his vest that says Bite Me Fanboy, though. You know that's the vest on the Funko. <gasps> I need it. Yeah, the Funko's wearing that vest. That was my stomach rumbling. Oh, I thought it was my dog, but they're both <laughs> asleep. Nope, that was in fact my stomach rumbling. <laughs> Oh, well, let's let's finish this so we can do okay. a lunch thing or something. Before we wrap up, Megan, do you have anything you want to promote? Any podcasts you want to name? Sure. Uh, I host two and a half. No, I have two podcasts that are still going strong. Which one is uh, with Charlie Sheen? Which one is with The Kid? And which one is with uh, John Cryer? And did you replace Charlie Sheen with Ashton Kutcher? I'm debating doing that. Okay. Probably a good bit. Um, my main podcast is Judging Book Covers. Uh, it's a bi-weekly book club podcast. I host it with my friend Stephanie Cortez. And we bring on people to read books that they've bought that they just haven't gotten around to read yet. Um, which leads to some very differing but yet still thematically similar books. Like this month we're doing sci-fi randomly. Not planned. <laughs> and the like the... The one that's coming out is Kindred, which is very historically violent sci-fi. So, yeah, this is fun. Um, and my other podcast is Fabulous Retellings, where I talk fairy tales and their retellings with my friend Marilag Angway. And, uh, yeah, we're about to start discussing books with stepsisters. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah. Is there anything else we didn't... We, we should talk about... Because uh, I don't have it in my notes. We should talk about... Momocon. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Panelology, doing a live show at Momocon. Did we already announce announce this? I don't even remember. It's we, been so fucking I long. I talked about it quickly last week with Brian. Yeah. Okay. 
We have tweeted about it and posted about it on Facebook. Yes. You can go on our Facebook page and find a link to the event for it. Mm-hmm. It is Saturday, May 26th. Yes. At 5.30 p.m. Correct. At the Georgia World Congress Center. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Those are all the deets. If that date is not the Saturday, just know that the Saturday is the day. It is that Saturday. But I believe yeah. the I believe I finally have it right. The twenty sixth is the Saturday because yes. I had been thinking the twenty fifth was correct. No, twenty fifth is not. No. And for people that can't be in Georgia because they're in a different state, is it going to be live fed somewhere, or is this a it will not come be, only events? It will not be broadcast live. Our intent is to record it and release it as. An episode or part of an episode. Yeah, and I might, I might be that lamo who sits there and does several live streams during. I am. I will be down for that. Yeah, because yeah. I'll be I'm like, oh my god, we're doing a live show. Look, there's people. <laughs> I'm very excited. It will be fun. I think maybe we finally settled out what the plan is for it. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, Unfortunately, won't be able to do. You are Deadpool for it. No, because. Sad. But that, again, we'll do something with it. Yes. Uh, we'd like to think. Do we have anything else? Wait, wait. I don't. Yes. No. Hey, what if I want to support you guys? I was getting to. That's hey. actually in my show notes. <laughs> yeah. I am oh, is it in your show yeah. notes? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I've got the Patreon. You almost there. forgot it last week, so I was like, okay. Last week was very. <laughs> I don't know that the Jim conversation made it into the episode. The reason the episode was called Trouble with Triples. Is I did mix Brian and me both triples. Oh no! <laughs> wow. I used new glasses, and I'm a weird who like I always mix the same drinks in the same glass, so I just know where in the glasses shape to pour things to. Yeah. And I used glasses I hadn't used before because they were a very late Christmas present. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like they were like the closest I get to a tiki drink, I guess. <laughs> uh, in what I make, and they were like these blue bright glasses. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm gonna put this in here. They were triples. They were strong triples. <laughs> and uh, Brian and I had both of ours. And between that and having talked for a good 40 minutes before we started recording and having to double back for... We actually didn't lose that much. We doubled back for like 10 minutes. Um, it felt like we were going much longer than we were. <laughs> so we were worried that we were at like two and a half hours. And when I cut the episode, I'm like, oh, we're at an hour 40. No, it's okay. But I was rushing the end there. <laughs> okay. And everyone needed to know that, I'm sure. <laughs> We'd like to thank Chase Parker for our intro voiceover. We're available on your podcatching device of choice or on our website at panelologypodcast.com. If you would like to support us, you can do that various ways. Some involved no financial exchange such as sharing us with a friend yeah. sharing us on social media uh rating and reviewing us on itunes or if you would like to throw money our way and we appreciate what you do either way you can go to patreon.com slash panelology and do that and if you do that at five at the five dollar level you get a nifty shot glass indeed if you do that at other levels, you get other things. Uh-huh. <laughs> but that shot glass is very cool. Yeah. I, I left mine here and need to save it. Yes. Yes. 
I think you left the whole box here. I did. Because okay. I was going <laughs> okay. up to Dalton that's, the last that's time. That's fine. That's acceptable. Yeah. I left the whole box here because I'm moving and you're not. Right. Yeah. Now I'm staying put. Yeah. So that's helpful. Yes. All right. Thank you for joining us. Indeed. Thank you for having me back. I had fun. It's always fun. Yes. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe there will be some other project in the future that we're not ready to announce yet. <laughs> Oh, we're not? Oh. We get to talk more? Oh, yay. Yeah. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> In the meantime, I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. And I'm Megan. Goodbye. <laughs>